Yo, what's up? You're listening to the Keeping It Raw podcast. Keeping it real, keeping it raw on iTunes and Spotify. So recently I got to do an interview with a good friend of mine that I've known since seventh grade, Annie Haw. School friends come and go, but there are always those in the background that are really always there. And Annie's one of those people. She's great. She's funny. She's relatable. But most of all, what I learned is about Annie's passion. Annie is a regional director for Veterans Yoga. What many people consider a hobby or an exercise, Annie considers a goal. Annie's passion is to help veterans and anyone struggling with trauma to find healing through this specific practice. For the first couple minutes of this interview, you're going to hear us reminiscing and catching up. But then to hear Annie tell about her passion is really eye-opening and inspiring. It really can inspire many people to figure out what their goal is and use that goal to make this world a better place. As cheesy as that sounds, and I know it sounds cringy, listen in, you might learn something. What's up, Annie? Hi. It's been forever since we actually talked. Yes. I think the last time I saw you was in 2011 before I left to go to Japan. 2011, where we saw each other? Where was that at? Mm, Before I left (laughs) to go to Kentucky. I was uh, a guest at a ceremony that you had in 2011. Oh, my wedding. (laughs) Yes. My first wedding. Yeah. I well, forgot about that. I didn't. I didn't know how sensitive that topic was, so I didn't want to bring it up. Oh no! Yeah, no, we're fine. <laughs> well, especially because I haven't seen you in like eight years. Uh, yeah. So you showed up. So I was stoked that you were there. But also, you posted on Facebook or something at that time, and the notification. I didn't have my um, sound off on my phone. So when you posted that, I remember it my phone going off during the ceremony oops uh, yeah i thought that was hilarious yeah social media and always you posted something like <laughs> yeah you posted something like oh man like raul's been trying to get me to church for all these years and he finally got oh, here or something. yeah that sounds very familiar <laughs> something something that i would <laughs> yeah it was definitely what you said me and annie had dated for what a week or two weeks okay but the thing is like middle school dating is like you know, right. It wasn't I like know that. You. you know, me. we were in, we're gonna it was in seven to hang out. Yeah, you'll do. <laughs> <laughs> so it was horrible because like, okay. So I, I, I was, you know, quote dating Charlie at that time. I oh. was in, we were both in seventh grade, of course. Yes. So I did Charlie and Charlie was like, you know what? You know, it ain't working out. Let's, um, but I have a friend. So Won't you ask her out? You, she pawned you off on me. <laughs> basically okay Okay. and and, uh and so that's when annie comes into the picture and we talked for a couple days and then that was it Mm -hmm. you know and then after that we were just good friends but we really weren't good friends until i think high school right right 
Uh, you're talking about you're the editor of the yearbook. I, I, I was, that was 15 years ago. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just, I remember, um, going out to be like, I need to go get pictures of future farmers of America because you guys were such a secluded like club that <laughs> we were a club even. <laughs> I yes. just took the class. You were in the yearbook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess there's evidence so, now that. Yes. After school, uh, we called each other on our birthdays mm-hmm. every year for several years yeah. until it stopped. Yeah. And um, and that was pretty cool because we were always good about that, I think. Yeah, we didn't need Facebook reminders. <laughs> I know. Now it's like so weird. So now we just like write a Facebook message to each other, which is like not our younger selves would be upset with us. Right. First of all. Okay. But but we don't post it on each other's walls. So at least it's like a <laughs> private message. Uh, yeah. Cause there was, I don't think there was any kind of reminder that it was your birthday either. No, I don't, I don't have my birthday on my Facebook. Okay. Yeah. So I was like, especially proud. Cause I was like, I don't see anybody else saying it. So let me just put it in her. She might not want people to know. Mm-hmm. So I don't. I, I don't. And then I get salty when nobody tells me happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah. You guys should just know when my birthday is and just tell me happy birthday. <laughs> yeah. So your maiden name is Ha. It is. H-A. H-A. Yeah. Is that now your middle name or I've, do you have a middle name? I've dropped it all together. You dropped it. I dropped it all together. So my middle name is still my middle name. I'm not telling you that because I don't know. You might need to open up a, a credit card in my name. <laughs> I've never known your middle name, Annie. It's my mother's maiden name. I would not. There's no. Your mom is what? Vietnamese or Filipino? My mom's Filipino. My dad's Vietnamese. Okay. Okay. So there's no way I would ever. I'm sure get, but I'm, I'm, is it as easy as ha? Um, ha, ha is like the easiest. Okay, it is, but you don't even name. know how many times somebody would be like, can you spell that? Ha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. How do you say it? How do you pronounce it? Just like it's spelled. It's just like it's H-A. That's it. You know, so you know, <laughs> when you go to get a, a library card, you have to put in the first four letters of your last name. Oh gosh. I could never get a library card because I could never, I never had enough letters. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Man. So what do you do for something like that? No library, no reading for you. I know. That's, this is why I can't read at the level of my age. <laughs> Audiobooks all day. Uh, audiobooks. Yep. Annie and everybody calls you Annie. Ha ha. Yeah. 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 That was good times. Mm-hmm. Um, so how long have you been married to Marlon now? How long have you guys been married? Oh, my gosh. So at the end of this year, it'll be nine years. Nine, nine years. years. Wow. Yeah. We've been together for almost 15. Man. Good for you guys. Thanks. Yeah. I'm super proud of it, too. <laughs> yeah. You guys are doing good. Yeah. You guys seem really happy and you guys are going on a lot of vacations and st- well, it seems like yeah. vacations, but it's probably just getting PCS somewhere else. Yeah. So how many countries have you guys been to now? Ooh, good question. So I didn't say, but Marlon is in the military. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and so that's what has taken them around the world. Basically. Around the world. So you guys were in Japan. We were in Japan. Yeah, we lived in Japan. You were in Kentucky. 
we were in Kentucky. Yeah. <laughs> That's not really something that That's probably I, the best one. <laughs> yeah, the best the best place to be, Kentucky. Um so. No, yeah. So we were in Japan for three years. And then after Japan, we had to come back to Georgia because he had some school to go to. And then he went left to go to Korea while I went back to Fayetteville to finish up my college because oh, I left okay. college. Um, well, I didn't leave college. I got kicked out of college. And then I went back. <laughs> so. Is that something you want to talk about? What did you do? I'm just oh, kidding. I, I wasn't as smart as I thought I was. <laughs> Oh, did you flunk out? Yes. <laughs> but oh, I made yeah. it right and I went back and now I have my bachelor's in psychology. Get, oh, man. So you're just picking people apart no, now, right? I don't. I just understand people <laughs> a lot better. It's It was much easier going through college as an adult than it was as like a 19-year-old okay. kid. Uh-huh. A naive yeah, 19-year-old yeah. kid. Yeah, my, my prefrontal cortex was definitely... <laughs> developed really yep. still developing during that time i remember when we got out of high school you were working at champs mm-hmm. and you were working at rite aid yeah now you are teaching yoga right yes i teach okay. yoga so let's get into that so yoga okay. mm-hmm. uh when did this start for you so um while i was in japan I was like, oh, man, I'm getting older. Like, I'm creeping into my 30s, and I need to do some kind of exercise, some kind of workout. And so, like, I'm not one for sweating. I hate it. Like, I hate running. I hate cardio. I hate lifting stuff. I hate sweating. I hate all that. So I was like, you know, what can I do that is low impact, and I don't need to actually, like, leave the house to go do it? Yoga. So um, I started in Japan, and then kind of, like, moving around, it was kind of hard to get into a routine because I just felt like we didn't have any roots anywhere. And then we finally, after living in Korea for a year, uh, we came to Florida. So I live in Florida now. And, um, you know, we had roots set down and uh, I found a studio that I liked and I went to, you know, six days out of the week because I wasn't working. And I decided to just pursue my certification and I did and I graduated or I earned my certification in 2018 last year wow so now you're teaching and uh so how many days a week are you teaching now um pretty much every day wow yeah every day at least one class a day sometimes two or three, depending on if I need to cover anybody's classes. Are you guys like the people in the park yoga? Yogoing? I just made that into a verb. That was horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I don't go out into the park because, again, we live in Florida. It's very hot here. So. Uh, okay. Now <laughs> yeah. you're in the panhandle part of Florida? Yes, the panhandle so, part of Florida. Yeah, I just learned – well, you told me that the other day, but I was like – of course, most people don't ever think of the panhandle – uh, you guys were there last year during the hurricane? Michael, yes. I think Michael. Okay. Mm-hmm. So how far away for were you from the beach that? Um, we were about 50 miles okay. west of okay. where it hit. Wow. Mm-hmm. So, and do you go to Orlando a lot? Because I know you guys are going to, well, you are going <laughs> to the 
ma- most magical place on earth. Uh huh. The right thing term for it is, but yeah. How often are you doing that? Um, you're trying to get me in trouble, aren't you? Oh. <laughs> oh. Oops. <laughs> no. Um. Well, you know, since I've become a Florida so resident, never, never <laughs> yeah. went. Uh, since I've become a Florida resident, I've purchased an annual pass. So my annual pass is like no blackout date. So I try to go as often as I can because that annual pass is pretty expensive. Um, so I've been like, if you count the days that I've been, I've probably been maybe like 10 times, 10 days. I've gone 10 days (laughs) to Disney and that's paid off. Yeah, my annual pass has paid itself off. So, so and do you get like food discounts too, and other discounts as part of having an annual? Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's like ten percent off food. Um, only if it's like a sit down restaurant though. So if you uh-huh. like go to get a pretzel, you have to pay full price. Um, okay. But if you go like to buy merchandise, I think it's like twenty percent off, and then I get free parking, which is good because that's twenty five dollars a day. Yeah, and okay. I get the uh, memory maker. So like the people that go around. Uh, the photographers that you see mm-hmm. around the parks, um, I could just be like every single one of them, like, hey, take my picture. It's all free uh-huh. or it's all included yeah. in my annual Just pass. wait in the line for it, I guess. But Yeah. Uh, so then you are a Florida resident, so you get a discount. Mm-hmm. Being military, is that another one or is that just you can only get one? Only one. That? Only one. Right. I mean, the, the base, they sell uh, discounted tickets for the military. But um, as many times as I've gone, it's just better for me to have a pass on my own. Yeah. And so. as, a, as a Florida resident, I don't have to pay for all of that up front. Um, they actually break it down in a, in a payment plan. Like, so every month it's a certain amount of money that they take out. Yeah. So you're if on you're, a subscription. Yes. So <laughs> if, you're, if you're not a Florida resident, you have to pay all of that up front. And you, right. you're only allowed to have like, the two most expensive passes that are available. Yeah. Sucks for y'all. So, okay. You uh, went to school for psychology, but you're doing yoga as a career. And so how does that work? I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Like, because I guess you probably could use things you've practiced in your field. Mm -hmm. um, But there's obviously a completely different, these are two sides of the moon, right? Right, right. Yeah. Well, I know when I started um, doing my psychology education, uh, I've always wanted to work with people who had like body dysmorphic uh, disorder. So basically someone who like looks at themselves in the mirror and doesn't see what everybody else sees. They see themselves as like extra large or too skinny or just not tall enough or whatever. And so um, that was always like my first like passion of wanting to do with my psychology degree. But then I looked Mm -hmm. at myself and I was like, I'm literally like so small and I don't feel like I could have the best impact on people that do have body dysmorphic um, disorder because they'll look at me and be like, you don't know what I'm feeling. So I kind of, yeah, you're on one extreme. Yeah, I kind of like okay. threw that out the door. Um, and then, you know, being with Marlon and, you know, being so engulfed in our like military culture, um, I started wanting to do uh, like help our military, the, the ones that have like PTS. They don't really like to put mm-hmm. D in, in 
at the end of it because it's really not a disorder. Like anybody can have PTS, you know, and you okay. can walk across the parking lot and almost get hit by a car and you can have PTS. So right. um, that was, that is now my uh, want and focus. And so I can do that through yoga because yoga is about healing the mind, the body, the spirit um, in uh-huh. people. So that's one of the things I saw in one of your posts. Um, I was kind of scrolling through there trying to look at some of your, I guess, your captions on your Instagram posts. Mm -hmm. And that was one of them was one reason to get into yoga is for the healing of the mind, body and soul. And um, and that's interesting. So you use that. um, I guess you're saying you use that to help people versus using your uh, degree and I think it's more hands-on, right? Yeah. Doing that than... Yeah. I mean, with psychology, you get to understand how the mind works. And then with yoga, you get to understand how the body reacts to what the mind is thinking, I guess, if that makes any okay. sense. And so the two kind of yeah. work together, especially when you're working with people that have a post-traumatic stress um, trauma. Okay. So that's the first time I've ever heard somebody say PTS without the mm-hmm. D. And that is, um, so being in, in a military community, it's something you always, because when people think of PTSD, they think of, um, you know, guys shouting or not being able to sleep or going yeah. crazy, or they think uh, of the therapy dogs walking mm-hmm. around, right? Because that's a big thing now. It's it's, I don't want to say a trend, but it's certainly something that's ticked up that you weren't, people weren't used to yeah. seeing. And so we always feel like, you know, especially when you're, if I'm being completely honest, when being around a military base, it's almost like everybody has some kind of form or some form of PTS or PTSD. Um, and I always feel like, well, when you're talking about the benefits that come along with that, these you have guys that are going through um, things basically privately, mm-hmm. right? That's how most of it is dealt with privately until unless something huge impacts their life where, you know, it gets noticed maybe on the news or around family or the community or whatever. But you have guys that um, are who join the military, but also some of them honestly take uh, take advantage of those resources and where some people I've heard it mentioned a lot that people are just taking advantage of the PTS, I guess, trend um, that's resulting from it. And it's really sad because it makes you question legitimate people and not, and you know, nobody has, nobody really has a degree that talks about that kind of stuff, but I've never heard anybody say PTS because they don't like the D the stigma that the mm-hmm. D brings with mm-hmm. it. And that's such an interesting thing. Like I never thought that people were out there thinking about that yeah. kind of stuff and you yeah. said it and yeah, it, that blew me away, honestly. Oh. Okay. My heart. <laughs> <laughs> well done. I know stuff sometimes. So <laughs> you know, th- I'm, I yeah. smart. I didn't pay attention to the first yep. time I went to school. Yeah. Smart, yeah. The first no. time, not so good. Second time. Okay. <laughs> Second time good. So uh now you are 
I'm going to piggyback on that little uh, accent yep. you just made. You are half Filipino and half. They, they don't have that accent. What are you talking about? <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, culturally, though, do you think you are, do you think you honor any traditions or anything growing up in, in a house that was both Vietnamese and Filipino? Do you mean like language wise? No, I don't mean language. Um, I mean, like, um, I don't know what kind of cultural things are out there, you know, uh, holidays. I don't know if there are any specific holidays, anything um, that from your childhood were your parents cultural, like uh, culturally aware of, because I know there are two different cultures that were brought together, right? Right. Um, yeah, no, um, we were American kids. We grew up okay. as American kids. Um, uh, my okay. parents, my parents came to this country in the '70s, and it was hard enough for them to. So my mom was an my mom immigrated, like migrated here. Like she was an immigrant that mm -hmm. came here, and then my dad was a refugee from the Vietnam War. Okay. So for them to come to a completely different country that they didn't know the customs or anything like that, um, it was hard enough for them to try and struggle to assimilate. They didn't want their kids to do the same. So we grew up as American kids. We don't know Tagalog. We don't know Vietnamese. Um, the only cultural um, things that I've been exposed to is whenever like we would have family reunions. And I have been to the Philippines and I have been to Vietnam also, which were which are amazing experiences. I'm actually going back to the Philippines at the end of the year for a couple of my cousin's weddings and just a party. And um, yeah, like other than that, other than, you know, actually being around family, being by ourselves in North Carolina, we were American kids. Yeah, you would have never known. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's kind of what it is for my family. I mean, how did, did they speak the most, the same language, your parents? English. Oh, really? English. I didn't know that. Yeah. But they had accents, I'm assuming? Um, my mom. My mom. She still to this day has an accent. Well, my mom lived in this country, in the U.S. for like 30 years. And then she finally retired in like 2013. She's now living back in the Philippines because, you know, okay. her kids are grown. They don't need her anymore. So I'm like, yeah. right, bye, mom. But my yeah. dad still lives in uh, North Carolina. Um, yeah. He does not have an accent, but my mom yeah. still does. Yeah. Wow. Huge difference. Mm -hmm. And so, and then I told you a couple of months ago, I ran into your brother and I forgot which brother it was. It was Maybe. your older brother though. Jesse. Okay. Jesse. Yeah. Maybe. So, Cause I know he does I, a podcast too, I think. Yes. Yeah. He was uh, two grades above us. Yeah. Two grades. That's so funny to hear nowadays. <laughs> two grades. Two grades above <laughs> us. <laughs> it sounds like we're in school again. Mm. I'm <laughs> He's two grades school. older. I'm always a student. <laughs> oh, a student, student of the world. Of the yeah, yeah, here we go. Yeah. Okay, so that's where the yoga stuff comes in, right? You're yeah. one with the world. Yeah. Always learning. Yoga started off as what that came off of religion, right? Um. Yeah. It was yes and no. It's kind of like it was practiced in India for a really long time, okay. like thousands of years. And um, then like some Westerners got a hold of it and brought it to the Western world. <laughs> Westernized it. Yeah. 
so it has like no religious uh, connotation. Yeah, anymore. well, I mean, because you know, especially like some people kind of get you know kind of iffy about you know if you're trying to convert them convert. into a different religion. So, uh-huh. like I, I myself try not to be so spiritual. I'm air quoting uh-huh. spiritual about it. Um, uh-huh. I'm more of the physical yoga. So, like if you want some abs, your girl will get you them. <laughs> If you want okay. your butt to go lifted, your girl will get you a lifted butt. But like when it comes to like the spiritual aspect of it, like let go and release and everything like that. Like I myself, I can't get down with that. So I don't expect the people that I'm teaching um, to get down with that either. And there's plenty of other mm-hmm. teachers that do get down with it. And if you want to go with them, that's cool too. So is that something that people bring up when they go to a class? No, because usually they'll – no they're just there for the physical mostly yeah a lot of times people do get go there for the physical um because there's different styles of yoga so if you want to go to like one that's more spiritual or one that's more like enlightened based then they have Mm -hmm. those there but for the most part but is that is that called a specific type of yoga because i'm assuming that most people are just typing in yoga studio Mm -hmm. And go there without. A yeah, class. usually there's descriptions um, of the class. Okay. Yeah, so Got like it. my class that I teach at the yoga studio that's right down the street from my house, it's called Yoga Fix, and so basically it's just like mm-hmm. a flowing class, like a class that you just flow, like you like I do a flow and you follow or you don't follow because um, a lot of times I have to respect people's bodies I do respect people's bodies because you know what if they have a shoulder injury or if their hips are too tight and they can't do everything that I'm asking them to do and I always have to remind them like listen to your body because this is your practice I'm merely here just to guide you through this 60 minutes that you're here with me and so a lot of people Mm -hmm. get to their ego and they don't and they end up injuring themselves but the only thing that I can do is just remind them that hey don't push yourself too hard because you're gonna hurt yourself and if they don't listen, then so, I can't do anything about it. Yeah, you're kind of talking about like um, body types and anybody with any kind of body type can get into yoga. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Wow. Now, and then you're talking about different types of yoga. Mm-hmm. Biggest question I'm sure you get, do you do or have you done goat yoga? <sighs> What? Oh, the disdain. (laughs) No, okay. So there's nothing wrong with like animal yoga. Uh But to me, I just, I just think it's dirty. (laughs) Uh, True. Goat eat Because they're just like, they're going to poop all over the place. Yeah, (laughs) you're right. And they're going to poop on your mat. And so like, to (laughs) me. That's your mat. (laughs) Yeah. So to me and other yogis like your mat is your mat like if you if somebody steps on your mat it's like stepping on a grave okay. it's like like that is, this is my four corners this is my space yeah like don't cross into my bubble and then if a goat <laughs> were to poop on that oh my god <laughs> wow okay me personally i would flip out but yeah that's why yeah. i don't put myself in those kind of situations <laughs> yeah wow so do you think it's just a fad yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay. It's kind of like how they have beer yoga. I mean, they have beer yoga. I've tried to teach beer, beer yoga. yoga? Beer. Like beer yoga. Okay. Yeah. What did you hear? 
<laughs> Bear yoga. They usually don't survive the class. Nope. <laughs> okay. Beer yeah. yoga. Yep. Okay, that sounds. The only hilarious. way to survive is you have to be Leonardo DiCaprio. So. Oh gosh. Um, I barely escape out alive. Yeah. Okay. So I've I've tried to teach um, beer yoga here okay. in our town, and it just I don't know it it didn't really go off as great as we thought, and mm-hmm. yeah, they're just kind of like fatty, fad, fad, F A D. Yeah, trendy. I guess. Wow. So. So I thought I thought you were gonna say something like the I guess they like bring a bad name to yoga or a bad practice to yoga or something. I mean, but some you're not some saying people, that. No, 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 no. Some people believe that because they're like uh, like those hardcore people that just are very intense into the history of what it is, and that's not anything bad because you know you are always gonna have those people that are um, super. Uh, loyal to what the history of it is and everything. And then you have those other people that are kind of like, oh, well, let's like make this more fun so that everybody feels mm-hmm. included in it. Yeah. So. Okay. I guess whatever draws more people to it, I guess is okay. Yeah. It just bad kind of, press is good press. <laughs> I, guess, I guess. It's not bad press, I guess, right now. Any press. But any press is good press. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so the yoga mat is your sanctuary. Mm-hmm. No pooping in the sanctuary. Don't poop there. <laughs> Writing that down. Okay. I hope <laughs> I hope you put that on your next shirt. Like, don't poop there. <laughs> don't poop, don't poop in my sanctuary. <laughs> um, and you recently got a lot of trouble lately for wearing uh, the shirt that you chose to wear at Disney World. <sighs> Man, so how much hate is out there for millennials that aren't taking kids to Disney parks? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, like, I got more. uh, So, okay. So, if you don't know, I wore a shirt that said childless millennial on the front. On the back of it, it said, I'm here for the last Mickey pretzel. And, um, you know, a lot of people. I I guess what remind everyone what happened or why you wore this shirt or where it came from okay so weeks ago maybe probably about a month now ago there was a lady who has a child the child was probably like four or six years old i don't know um and uh she was just complaining that millennials childless millennials should not be allowed in Disney, mm-hmm. like at Disney parks, they shouldn't be allowed to have fun because they don't know what it's like to chase around mm-hmm. a child and they'll never know what it's like to chase around a child. And Disney should be for families only and families should get in front of the line. But I'm like, if families only go to Disney and they should be the <laughs> ones in front of the line, <laughs> the line lady. So, um, so I ended up wearing this shirt to Disney. I went to Animal Kingdom in this shirt, and I went to Hollywood Studios in yeah. this shirt. Um, and I got a lot of people that were like, love the shirt, girl. And I'm like, yeah. yes. Childless <laughs> millennial. Now, the back of the yeah. shirt, you said. Then, uh, it said, I'm here for the last okay. Mickey pretzel. So when the lady... Um, like wrote her tyrant on uh, Facebook. She was just complaining that she was in line 
uh, to get her son uh, a Mickey pretzel. And the childless millennial at the front of the line took the very mm-hmm. last one. And that's what kind of like threw her off the rails <laughs> that she could not get a Mickey pretzel for her child. Her child started screaming uh. and yelling. And thing is, if you've ever been to Disney, if you just walk maybe like 10 feet to the to another cart, they'll have yeah. pretzels. <laughs> so they're everywhere. It's endless. So, so yeah, I ended up getting a pretzel at Animal Kingdom. Um, and what was funny is immediately after I bought that pretzel and my friend took a picture with the back of my shirt and me holding the pretzel, this lady in a like pushing a very large stroller came up to me and was like, excuse me, where did you get that pretzel? <laughs> and she was a mom, obviously, because she was pushing a very uh-huh. large stroller. And my eyes grew wide and I was so tempted to be like, I'm sorry, no, this was the uh-huh. last one, but I'm, I'm a nice person. So I literally, I, I pointed five feet away and I was like, over there. <laughs> like This was like that the car. moment that you knew was yeah. going to happen. You knew wearing this shirt, given the circumstance that this was about to go down and you decided to turn the other she, cheek. So, you know what? Yeah. Right. She had an accent. Yeah, she had an accent too. She might have been from Europe. I didn't want to be like that mean okay, American. Yeah. That was like because I I always walk around and I'm like I'm a represent representative of something. Uh-huh. You know, like whenever I would travel to other countries, I'm like you know I'm a representative of the U.S. I never want people to think that you know Americans are just yeah. these rude, nasty people. Yeah. Even though some some yeah. are, um, I don't want them to think that, you know, I may be their first and only uh, idea of what an American is, and I don't want them to have that bad taste. That's such a great point, though. That's such a great thing to keep in mind for anybody that you're representing something. You don't want Mm -hmm. their experience with you to be what they go home and blast to their family or on Facebook or whatever. Say, this person did me dirty. This person took the last pretzel. (laughs) <laughs> wow i showed her where the pretzels were though it's <laughs> i fine. know it's good i hope she got her. that's such a great though that's such a great i guess thought sometimes i can't find the right word so but that's such a great thing to keep in mind you're a representative of yeah. something to reflect mm-hmm. that well yeah man a lot of times i'm a representative of marlin mm-hmm. Because I always have to be on my best behavior. <laughs> okay. That sounds like there's a deeper uh, story here. <laughs> no, no. It's just, it's just with his, um, like, with his job mm-hmm. and uh, where he is in his yeah. job, like, he always has to be very, politically uh, I guess, pro- appropriate. yeah, politically yep, appropriate. <laughs> and so I'm a reflection of that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So well, I, I got, he's a leader. I, so yeah, you are naturally yeah. a leader too. So you reflect something on like him that. and he reflects on you. But something like yeah. that. But people hate on that too. So yeah. Well, you're a team Whatever. and that's what you're signing up for. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> whether you're ready was, or not, prepared or not. Yeah. So that's another thing. Like with his job and everything, whenever I meet people from his job, I always have to be like, not the stereotype that people think that I am oh. or I'm supposed to be. So if anybody knows anything about the military, um, so Marlon is an officer. 
which would make me an officer's wife. So an officer's wife usually has the stigma and stereotype of being like this Louis Vuitton toting, mm. uh, bag toting woman who's always like, you know, I, I, my husband makes so much more money than you. You should be so much nicer to me. Okay. And, you know, I, you know, it, everything smells like roses around me pretty much. Yeah. Um, and that's how people view officers' wives and, I'm just like, oh, guys, I'm from Spring Lake. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm seriously not like that. And so a lot of times I have to be like, not, I don't, I don't dumb myself down at all, but it's just, I kind of, you know, have to put that face forward. Like I'm not that person. Okay. Like I don't own like, well, okay. So I, I do have like a Michael Kors wallet, but that's only because the logistics of the wallet are really nice. <laughs> Like the features of them are really nice, and it's it's been with me for a couple of years now, yeah. and it hasn't like worn out yet. But well, like I, yeah, I I'm not into fashion. Like I, I think Michael Kors is acceptable for okay. um, an NCO's wife, so I think okay. it's okay. So right. so oh. okay, <laughs> so he's um, an officer. So then, okay. did he go to school and get a degree while he was? Um, in the military or before he joined? Yeah, yeah. So he started his military life as a National Guard. Okay. And then, um, like, he actually signed up before he even graduated high school. Mm -hmm. Like, his mom had to sign okay. the, the release paper for him. Uh -huh. And, um, like, he went off to basic and AIT right after he graduated high school. And then he came back home to Fayetteville. And he went straight to college because his mom was like, I'm not paying for your college. You better figure it out. <laughs> and so he was like, the army. <laughs> so um, oh. he he went to college. He went to Fayetteville State um, along with me. Mm -hmm. And Is that where uh, you guys met? No, we met at Champs. <laughs> okay. We met at the mall while he was still in high school. Okay. So you knew, <laughs> okay, so you met before he went off to basic and all that. Okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. I knew him before he. Were you guys actively dating before he went to basic? Yes. I mean, okay, cool. Mm -hmm. So how, were you guys dating quickly after you met? Um. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I don't know how dating works. Like we met you were and exclusive. then. Were you exclusive? Yes. Okay. Yes. While he was I didn't, in high school. I didn't date I didn't date anybody, like ever. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. So I was like, oh, here's a boy. That's cool. <laughs> but thing is like thing is like so in my mind, I grew up with three brothers. So yeah. in my mind, I'm like, oh, every all the boys, they just want to be my friends. Okay. They just want to be my friends. And and so like Raul, you knew me when I had these really thick glasses, huge glasses <laughs> uh -huh. that like took up half my face, right? Um Junior year in high school, uh, I got contacts and all the boys came knocking at my locker and was like, she's all that. That's what I was like. Hey, girl. And I was like, hi, friend. <laughs> hi, friend. Hi, friend. No, and, um, we're not friends. Yeah. And I, 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 never dated, friend. I never dated anybody in high school. Um, Marlon was really like the first guy that I like dated, dated. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I remember I remember guy. Marlon. I didn't know his name or anything, but I remember him 
when we were in high school. And was it the Hispanic something something club? The Hispanic club, what? It was, it was like Hispanic culture club or something like oh, that. Oh, I don't, I wasn't a part of that. Oh, <laughs> I really? didn't have the rights. <laughs> I don't speak Spanish. I was friends with the, um, the Oliveris boys. Yeah. And I was okay. friends with Danny Aquino, like different, you know, Spanish guys, but I wasn't like, I didn't speak Spanish. So I guess because I didn't speak the culture, it wasn't natural. I okay. mean, anyway, I remember, but I do remember him uh, specifically, but I, um, but I, I think it, I guess we weren't in the same circle or whatever. I don't know. I'm not sure. He was two grades under us. So <laughs> yeah, maybe, but when you're in high school, sometimes that doesn't matter, you know, uh, sometimes it does. <laughs> 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 so uh yeah i remember you and champs though i remember going into champs and then you would be like folding clothes or something and i Always thought that was endless i thought that was so cool like that you can fold endless. clothes like that so really did you not ever fold clothes in your life <laughs> well not like that no i mean you know how like store t-shirt chant like how store t-shirts are folded versus how you would fold them at home like yeah well i mean I just followed the creases in the t-shirt. Like, well, you had a board, didn't you? I, I did, you... but that took like a while. Oh, to like, get it was... board, it wasn't convenient. Yeah. yeah, it was just easier just to like fold it back the creases that yeah. you actually like, you know. Yeah. They were still a there. long time ago, we went and saw a movie in the theater together. Do you remember yes. what this what movie was? It was Ray. Yes, it was the longest movie ever. <laughs> oh, too. my God. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ray. So that was, man, did I get off? Cause I was working at that time and I don't remember if I just had that day off and we did that or what. Cause I, I definitely know. didn't do that on my lunch break. Cause that doesn't make sense. Yeah, I've like been working at the same job break. for since I was 21. So it's been mm. a really long, like it's depressed. Like, honestly, it's depressing that I haven't had more careers at this point. I mean, but you have a steady career. I know. It seems like I mean, it's stable, like, you know, it has the stable factor to it, but still, yeah. you know, when I look at my life, I can't, I mean, at my career, I can't really say like, yeah, I've helped people, but like I'm in finance, so I do loans for people. Okay. Yeah. So sometimes that means I can give money to people who really need it to get something done. So yeah, technically there is help involved, but it's not like, you know, where, in your case, you're helping people with different body types feel comfortable and, you know, essentially heal, heal their bodies to be able to do things. Right. Uh, and so that's always one thing that I'm always thinking about when I say, yeah, it's stable, but at the same time, there's other things that are out there and right. being a millennial, you're always naturally just thinking, how can I make this world better? Right. That kind of thing. And so, right. Being a representative of something, I guess, matters, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, but at the same time, that's, I guess, I guess maybe that's why I've always like, like stayed with something that was stable because growing up, I didn't have that stability there. Okay. And so I guess that's probably why. And that's, you know, definitely why I've always been in church because even though after I graduated, you know, that kind of stuff, things in my life changed, like my family moved away. And I was like, uh, I think I'm going to stay here. Like, this seems like I got this down pat. I think it's okay, uh -huh. you know, and, but 
yeah, you always like wonder, man, what would it be like to travel the world like Annie does? <laughs> what would it wow. be like to live in Disney World like Annie lives in I, Disney I don't World? Live there. So. <laughs> A couple things I took from talking to Annie. Post-traumatic stress is something that affects everybody in one way or another. Our mental health is something that is so crucial. It's something that is a popular thing to talk about now. It's a popular topic to discuss. And if you close your eyes and imagine what has caused traumatic stress in your life and what are you doing about it? Another thing she discussed was being a representative of something. We're all a representative of something. What are you a representative of? Thanks for listening to the podcast. Thank you, Annie, for talking to me about this stuff. (laughs) Good catching up with you. Uh, Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. You will get instant notifications when podcasts are available. Uh, Thanks for listening to Keeping It Raw. I'm Raw. Have a great day. Bye.